As we continue to transition into the offseason, we focus on head coach Todd McClellan and his staff. What are the plans for the penalty kill to make it better? And what about the younger players' development? We'll get the answers from the LA Kings head coach and more on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love for you to leave us a positive comment on Apple Podcasts if you're a fan of the show. And we're also on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. At last check, we were at 1,743 subscribers. We are on a streak of seven straight months with 100 or more subscribers per month on our way, hopefully, towards 2000 at some point thank you for all the support of the podcast and the youtube channel if you haven't liked and subscribed already doing so really helps the channel get recognized so thank you for your support on that my name is eddie garcia i'm your host of locked on la kings i've worked in sports media for the past 30 years 20 plus years of the fox sports radio network i'm also co-host of the puck podcast it's an nhl review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years every week also a passionate la kings fan for over 30 years. We had an episode last week where we literally heard from LA Kings GM Rob Blake in his exit interview and discussed what he had to say about this past season for the LA Kings and looking ahead. And there were some audio issues with that episode. And I thank you to everyone who took a moment to give me some feedback on that. Um, we have a lot more exit interview audio that I'd like to make a part of the shows going forward, but I'm just going to reference it. I'm not going to actually use it. I just don't feel satisfied enough with how it sounds and that's something that's important to me i want to make sure that the sound looks good sounds good looks good and if it doesn't you know kind of meet the standards then i'd rather not use it so as much as i enjoyed doing that rob blake show where we heard from the gm and we paused the uh, the audio and the video and we commented on it I, I really enjoyed being creative and doing something like that but i just i can't say that the audio was good enough so we're gonna we're gonna change it up for this week, when we use the exit interview from head coach Todd McClellan, you're not going to actually hear the audio. I'm going to reference the questions and the answers. I'm going to paraphrase what was said, and then we'll comment and, and break down uh, what was said. Um, if you want to actually see the entire exit interview, it's very easy to find. Just go to YouTube, type in LA Kings head coach. I think it's just type in Todd McClellan exit interview. And it's the first thing that pops up. It's from the LA Kings YouTube channel. Uh, you can't miss it. Uh, so let's get into Todd McClellan, who just finished his fourth season as head coach of the Los Angeles Kings. After missing the playoffs the first two seasons, the Kings have qualified for the postseason two years in a row, but have yet to make it out of the first round. In 290 regular season games as Kings head coach, Todd McClellan has a record of 141, 115, and 34 in 13 playoff games in LA. He has a record of 5-8 and eight in parts of 15 seasons as an NHL head coach. His teams have made the playoffs nine times. He's made it to the conference finals twice. Won the Stanley Cup as an assistant in Detroit, but has yet to make it to the Stanley Cup final as a head coach, either in San Jose, Edmonton, or Los Angeles. Last week, Tom McClellan sat down with the media, was asked about this past season and looking forward. Uh, the first question in his exit interview was about the evaluation process of the team this year. And McClellan said basically, sorry, um, the season just ended. We have not had nearly enough time to really get into the evaluation process. That's something that's going to 
either go on soon after or is now currently going on. I'm not sure how much of a break they kind of give everybody to kind of recharge the batteries and then they all get back together and evaluate what happened. Um, but he said that that process will obviously be ongoing soon uh, during the offseason and he and the staff and the management will all get together and go over player evaluations. Uh, he was then asked about his own evaluation, about does he do a self-evaluation? And if so, where is it from maybe where he started coaching the team to where the team is now? And McClellan said that he thinks all good coaches have a self-evaluation that they do after the season. I totally agree with that. Uh, he said that management and the staff also is a part of that too. He said that uh, as far as evaluating um, where his job is now, as far as to where the team was when he started and where they are now, he says that you know the team was torn down and built back up, and now he feels they're in the hardest phase of making those final steps to have playoff success. He said that the positive for the Kings are that they have good pieces, good people, a good staff, and lots of stability. And I would agree with pretty much everything he said there. Uh, let's start with the stability. We've talked about it before. We know almost certainly what the LA Kings roster is going to be for next year. Uh, there can be some additions. Again, we don't know. The possibility of a trade would certainly um, – change that possibility as far as maybe a major player going in or out, a major piece coming in or out. So, but other, other than that possibility, as far as what the roster looks like, everybody's coming back, except I believe Alex Edler, I think he's going to be let go. He's the only unrestricted free agent other than the two additions of the trade deadline. But we're talking about the bulk of the roster from last season is still going to be the bulk of the roster for this season. Um, he talked about having good pieces. The Kings do have some very good pieces, players like, uh, Kevin Fiala, Adrian Kente, obviously you still got the future Hall of Famers in, in Andre Kopitar and Drew Doughty, which we'll talk a little bit about more later. And, you know, Victor Arbitson, Philip Deneau, Mikey Anderson. I mean, there are some very good pieces. And the good news is the majority of them are younger pieces as well. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. He thinks they have a good staff. We'll, we'll get into the staff a bit as well. So um, as far as the steps being taken now and the hardest part, he's right. That is the more difficult part. It's easy when you've got salary cap room to fill in pieces. Um, but once you start to get, you know, in that crunch, which is going to be talked about more, then that's where it gets more and more difficult. And that's where the coaching comes more into play, where you've got to get more out of what you've got. Uh, Tom McCullough was asked about going into the final year of his contract, which will be next season. And if the team has approached him about an extension, uh, he did not answer if that was the case, my translation to that is the answer is no, they have not approached him about a contract extension. Um, now, maybe it's possible they have, and he didn't want to address that until it's finalized. That's possible, but that's my reading into the lines. He didn't answer the question about if the team had approached him. So my guess is they haven't at this point. Do I think they will at some point? Yes. Um, you know, Todd McClellan has, I think, has done a good job with the LA Kings, but I'll just say this. I'm going to talk more a little bit about my feelings about Todd McClellan later on for what that's worth, but just judging what he's done so far in four years on the job, I think he's done a good job. I think he's done an adequate job. I don't think he's done an exemplary job, but good enough to uh, obviously keep his job. You know, there have been coaches fired this off season. We had one in, in with the New York Rangers after two years, he was fired and last year they went to the conference finals. So uh, you know, there, there are organizations not shy about making coaching changes. If that is something that's necessary, the Kings clearly don't feel like that's necessary, necessary at this point, considering where he's come from and where they are now. But I do think going into the final year of his contract, 
there is some pressure there for some results. I think there's some pressure there to see more out of the coaching staff and push the Kings a little bit farther along, if not out of the first round, maybe a little bit more. But so he said he's really looking forward to coaching this coming season, which I think you can translate that into this is still a very good team. A lot is expected. And, you know, if you're a competitor, you're going to try and meet that standard and push forward. So if 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 the if the Kings decide, and I don't think they're going to do this, but if they decide that they want to see how it works out this year with Todd McClellan and let it play out, maybe past the halfway point of the season, see where the team is before they decide if they want to bring him back or not. I would have no problem with that at all. Um, I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think they're going to give him a contract extension some point in the middle of the season if things go well. Now, if it's a disaster, all bets are off. If something really, really goes wrong. But I, I would anticipate Tom McClellan getting some kind of a contract extension in the middle of the year, somewhere in the three-year range. That's my guess. We'll see if it happens or not. But I, again, I think all indications, everything I hear on and off the record is that King's management and ownership is satisfied with the job he's done and are willing to give him more time to kind of see this through. Right, They're in a rebuilding phase. As he said, they tore it down, they built it back up, and now they're in a, a place where they're, if you want to compare it to building a house, they're putting the finishing touches on. You know, They've got the foundation, they've got the walls, they've got the roof in place. Now it's about adding the other things to make it really a, a great home, if you will. So uh, he was asked in the exit interview, Todd McClellan was, how he felt the team grew from last year. He said there was no doubt the Kings were a much better team this year than they were a year ago, but he also said the competition, and he singled out the Oilers, are getting better too. And I certainly agree with that. We've talked about it in previous episodes. The Oilers aren't going anywhere. As long as they have those two horses, they're going to be tough to contend with. The Seattle Kraken look like they're certainly trending in the right direction. They're still in the playoffs. Vegas is one of those teams. They've got ownership that's very competitive and willing to spend. They're going to have salary cap issues here. Uh, well, they already do. And going forward, so they, they're still going to be in the mix. Don't know if they're going to be a division title contender like they were this year in the past few years, but we'll see. Um, as far as the other teams coming up, look, Calgary is in flux. We have no idea what's going on with them. New head coach, new general manager to be hired. Uh, Vancouver is kind of a wild card, and the Ducks and Sharks are not going to be very good anytime soon. So uh, the competition, though, is better. The Kings are getting better. Definitely agree with that. Um, he was asked how important it is to re-sign defenseman Vladislav Gabrikov. Um, he praised Gabrikov, said he was a fit from day one, adapted quickly to the system and his new teammates. I uh, said he was absolutely solid all the way through. And the translation there is they'd love to have him back. And we all would. I think the great majority of Kings fans actually you know, thought exactly what Tom McClellan said. He was a great fit. He was a great addition. Key piece. We'd love to have him back. But then Tom McClellan said, and he, he used the pie analogy, he said, there's only so many pieces of the pie that can be divided up, talking about the salary cap and players getting their pieces of the pie. And he said, tough decisions have to be made. And the translation there is exactly what we've talked about. It's unlikely the Kings are going to be able to resign him because of the salary cap issues. He's going to be in demand based on the way he played with the Kings in this end of the season and postseason since the trade deadline. And as much as it seems that he loves the Kings, likes living in LA, and there was a, I saw a picture floating around where he and a bunch of those teammates were uh, at a Laker game, look like they're all having a good time with their wives and everything. It's unlikely that a player is going to go somewhere just based on where he, where he likes to play if the money is significantly better somewhere else. Their careers are limited. They've got to get as much money as they can. I don't blame him. He's been in L.A. for you know a month or so. Uh, he doesn't really have any attachment here. Even if he likes everything, teammates, organization, if he gets a much better deal somewhere else, that's where he's going to go. So I am pessimistic on the Kings resigning him, but there's no doubt we'd all love to have him back. 
we'll see what happens. Um, we're going to talk about uh, Andre Kopitar, Drew Doughty. Uh, some questions that I was very glad that he was asked about some of the younger players, in particular Arthur Kaliev and Quentin Byfield. We're going to do that in just a second. But first, want to let you know today's episode of Locked on LA Kings, your team every day, brought to you by Indeed. Whether you're drafting your fantasy team, um, do you ever wish you could handpick the best stars for your business team? If you're building your talent roster, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when all you have to do is go to Indeed. Indeed does all the hard work uh, for hiring for you. Sponsor a job and we'll match you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your job description right when you post it. With Indeed, you can start hiring fast. Join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. And that's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applicants that match your must-job requirements. Visit Indeed.com slash locked on to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So we got more with head coach Todd McClellan. Um, in his exit interview, he was asked about um, Andre Kopitar and Drew Doughty, the two future Hall of Famers, the two real veterans on this staff, the holdovers remaining uh, from the Stanley Cup winning teams. And uh, he praised both of them, in particular Andre Kopitar, for continuing to be the man who leads the LA Kings in scoring for another year. And he talked specifically about how Drew Doughty, um, you know, this was the first time he'd experienced Drew Doughty with the playoffs and his leadership during the playoffs in the locker room and the things that he brought. So he had nothing but praise for both of those guys. Not surprising there. He was asked about maybe managing their minutes going forward with them being a year older next season. And he said it is something they consider and they think about. But at the same time, they're both great athletes in great shape and they want to play all the time. So they keep that in mind if they can, but that he feels like both players are still major contributors to the team. He was asked a question I would have asked him had I been there, and unfortunately I wasn't, about Arthur Kaliev. And uh, McClellan said, Kaliev can be an impactful NHL player and that they need him to be that. And he said, our job is to get him there. And then he revealed that Kaliev, uh, his season was affected by injury and illness. He said late in the season that they, there was a flu bug going through the team. He said that Kaliev wasn't out of the lineup because of it, but that he didn't go back into the lineup because of the illness that he was um, dealing with. So I know that I one of the things I've been very critical about Todd McClellan, and one of the things I think coaches have the biggest impact in is where players play and how much they play because they really they directly control that. And I was I griped a lot about not getting Arthur Kaliev in the lineup. So we do at least know now there was at least part of a reason for him not to be put back into the lineup. I would have liked someone to have asked Todd McClellan when he was removed from the lineup, what were some of the things that you weren't seeing for from him that removed him from the lineup? Now, I have my own guesses as to what that is, but I'd love to hear it directly from the coach's mouth. Um, I'm assuming the reason he was playing guys like Jared Anderson Dolan and Carl Grunstrom and Zach McEwen is that they provided more physicality, that they were guys that would go in on the forecheck and try and create turnovers, things like that. Even though Kaliev had a much higher ceiling and much more talent uh, offensively skilled to put goals in the net, he felt like that was something that they needed in that fourth line role. But Arthur Kaliev is an incredibly important player, in my opinion, going forward, especially if the Kings aren't able to add 
the young players that have a chance to have the skill set to take a big step forward. He is one of those guys. And as Tom McCullen said, and, and one of the things that we've heard people like Jesse Cohen come on the show and say, one of Tom McCullen's strengths is his teaching ability, is his development ability. So if Arthur Kaliev can develop and become a major player for the Kings, we're not talking about 30 goals, but you know, how about somewhere around 20? Um, that would be huge if he could take a step forward next season like Gabe Velarde did this season. That would be huge for the Kings. So I think Arthur Kaliev is going to be one of those guys. We're going to spotlight him now, highlight him, and going into next season, one of the guys we're really going to be looking at to see what he can do next season. And Tom McClellan was asked about the younger players supplementing the lineup next year. And he said, yes, that is certainly in the plans. But he said he didn't want to specifically target them because he didn't. He, he thinks everybody on the roster needs to be ready to come back next season and put in the work and improve. And he wants the veterans to not feel like, oh, they just need to come in and do whatever they do. He wants them to be challenged and to come in better as well next season. And it's, it's a good philosophy to have. I agree with that. He was asked about Quentin Byfield and his future. And Tom McClellan said, Byfield needs to work on getting stronger. Uh, he said that he felt that he was a lot better on his feet this year. I disagree with that. I'll talk more about that in a minute. I talked about how Byfield did a lot of other things other than scoring that were impactful. He said he felt the QB got a lot more scoring chances, but he needs work on finishing and polish around the net. He said he was happy with the progress he made in other areas. He said he had an impact on the team, positive impact without scoring. A follow-up question was asked, is, is Byfield a center or a winger? And McClellan answered, he's a forward. So translation there is that at least if you believe him, they haven't really made up their minds on where they're going to play him, at least for next year. I have ultimately said, I believe he is a center. I wouldn't be surprised if he was sending him the third line last year to start the season, but that's still to be determined. And according to Tom McClellan, they're still open to the idea of maybe playing at wing. I really, really do not agree uh, with Tom McClellan when he says he thought that Quinton was more sturdy on his feet this year. Uh, Quinton Byfield falling down all the time. He's, he's like a... I don't know. It's like a baby deer trying to take his first steps at times. It seems like it's, it seems like he's still trying to, he's, he's, he's moving at a high rate of speed. Um, definitely for, for sure. And for a guy, his size, he can really skate, which is great, but it does seem like he's just not that steady on his skates all the time when he gets into contact along the boards or with other players. Um, I know I I've mentioned it before, but like Rasmus Kupari is a bigger guy who's just really good on his skates and, and never seems to go down on the ice and has his feet under him all the time. Good balance, that kind of thing. And look, he's three years older than Byfield. I'm sure Quentin Byfield at 23 will be a lot better in, in that area. So we'll give him time to develop. But I was, I was, I don't know. I didn't really agree with that comment that he's been better on his feet. I don't know that he had a lot more scoring chances though this year. I mean, because of his ice time, I guess you could say that. But um, he, he definitely does need polish around the net. He needs work on his finishing, and he does need to get bigger, stronger. We told that we were told that he did that this season, but then. He dealt with an illness and lost some weight again, as we heard Jesse Cohen talk about recently in an episode. So um, I do agree with the overall comments about Quentin Byfield. I do think he had a positive impact on the team this year, and I do think there were there were some good steps made by Quentin Byfield going forward. Uh, wrapping it up with some of Todd McClellan's um, comments from the exit interview, he was asked about singling out things to improve the team, and he said, obviously, the penalty kill. Uh, he called it the Kings' summer project. Um, and, and that's the biggest area of concern. So if that's going to be the focus this offseason, how do they fix the penalty kill? He was asked if 
They might bring someone in from the outside. Remember I talked about Jim Hiller was brought in to fix the power play. Would he bring somebody in to fix the penalty kill? Trent Yanni is the man who is assigned with that. And he said, no, he said the solution is in the room. And, and, and what he's saying is they can solve it from within. We'll see if that's the case or not. And the final question was asked about the size of the team. Would he like them to get bigger, more physical? And he just basically said, you'd love to have bigger players, but those guys don't grow on trees. People aren't willing to part with them. You can't, it's not hard. It's not easy to find those type of players. And basically said, you know, our roster is what our roster is and we'll, we'll make the most of it. So that was what Todd McClellan had to say. Uh, in his exit interview. We'll talk a little bit more about the head coach and his assistant coaches as well. Uh, But first, I need to remind you, today's episode of Locked on LA Kings, uh, your team every day, is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Uh, If you are looking for a a delicious snack or something to kind of give you an energy boost, then you got to try Built Bar. They are delicious. Uh, They don't have a lot of calories. They're basically a protein bar, but they taste like a candy bar. They are so delicious, you won't think you're eating something that's good for you. They're covered in 100% real chocolate, come in unbelievable new flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, coconut, almond, and uh, and others. They've got some traditional uh, flavors as well. Some of the old school ones, cookies and cream, double chocolate, coconut puffs. Uh, they have only 130 calories, four grams of sugar, but a whopping 17 grams of protein. And you don't need to go to built.com and order them, but if you, if you, can, if you want to, you can, but you can go to get them Uh, at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. They're in the pharmacy section. In addition, uh, we talked about all the flavors that they have, but uh, these are delicious treats that are good for you. It's Built Bars, protein bars that taste like candy bars. So we want to talk, kind of wrap it up a little bit about Todd McClellan uh, and touch a little bit on the coaching staff. So look, I've never coached a hockey team in my life, right? So you could certainly say I'm not really qualified to criticize an NHL head coach, but we all do it, whether it's uh, our bosses, the president of the United States, whatever. We may, be, we may not be qualified to do what they do, but it doesn't mean we don't have an opinion on the things that they do. Um, as far as from a strategy standpoint, uh, it as, as I said, we heard a lot about him being a coach that is a teacher and a developer. And it does make you wonder, okay, that sounds like a guy who's good for building a team, but then is he the guy that gets you across the finish line? That obviously remains to be seen. Um, you know, he uh, they, the Kings implement that one three one system that is seems to be pretty effective. I think the the one criticism that I would have of Todd McClellan, um, other than him not playing certain players that I want to see play more, like Arthur Kaliev, talked about Jordan Spence being put in the lineup, uh, especially when there was the injury to Sean Dursey late to get him some experience. But um, you know, he doesn't seem to have a great ability for in-game adjustments. And there were only a couple of examples of this, but one of them was a huge issue in the playoffs. But there was that time in the regular season, not sure if you remember, they played the Montreal Canadiens, and the Canadiens employed this interesting formation breaking through the neutral zone where they had five players skating across like horizontally down the ice, and they were able to break that 1-3-1 like every time. And I was like, wow, uh, are the Kings going to do something to try and fix this in-game? And they didn't. And fortunately, no one else ever really tried that except the, the Oilers did it a couple of times in the playoffs, but it didn't really, it wasn't something they used very much. The other example I think is the big one, and that is uh, adjusting on the fly in the playoffs to try and address the Oilers' power play. Now, look, that power play is historically unbelievable. It's fantastic. Now, it's the, the you can argue that there's really nothing you can do when you've got the two greatest players in the world running around on the power play and making things happen. That having been said, they didn't truly try anything different, right? If you're the Kings, I think you need to try some other things. And again, just watching the watching that Oilers power play 
against uh, the Kings and now watching it against Vegas and it's still doing the same things. It's like, you've got to overplay on dry and McDavid and let the other guys beat you leave the point wide open. Let him bomb away. I'd rather have Bouchard trying to score on a slap shot from the top of the blue line. than then uh, dry and McDavid throwing passes to each other and, and shooting them while your goaltender is moving from right to left. So just, it didn't seem like the Kings had that ability to make adjustments and try different things. Uh, and it just seems like that isn't Todd McClellan's strong suit. As far as uh, my feelings on Todd McClellan, I really like the guy. Um, in this business, when you're working the media, you have to deal with with different personalities and different head coaches. And he's, I think he's fairly forthright and honest and open when he talks to the media. And And I've always felt the media is a conduit to the fans when you're doing interviews, right? You should ask questions of players and coaches that you think the fans really want to know the answers to. Um, it's not necessarily about, oh, I've got this idea for a story and I need some quotes to fill it out. Eh, you, you can do that. But I think the good coaches understand that when they're talking to reporters, they're, they're talking to fans and they're giving answers to questions fans want. And I think Tom McClellan always has that in mind. And I think he gives some pretty thoughtful answers. It's not a lot of coach speak where basically it's the art of saying nothing while saying something. You see that a lot with a lot of different coaches, a guy like a Bill Belichick in New England, if you're an NFL fan. He doesn't say anything. He gets up there and he says a bunch of words and he never tells you anything. And I always think that's very disrespectful to the game and to the fans, frankly. So I like Todd McClellan. I think he's he's a guy who's pretty honest, tells you um, pretty upfront what's going on. Um, as far as what if he's a good coach or not, I don't think he's an elite coach. I also don't think he's a bad coach. Do I think the Kings can win a Stanley Cup with him? I think they can. I, I think that coaching is a bit overrated in all professional sports, to be honest with you. You look around the NHL right now, and uh, the Florida Panthers are kind of the talk of the NHL. If you're not paying attention to the playoffs, they upset the Boston Bruins, huge upset, historical upset, and they're on the verge of knocking off the Toronto Maple Leafs, another big upset. And their head coach is Paul Maurice, and he's the guy who's been around for a long time, kind of like Todd McClellan, and he's never won a Stanley Cup. And he's had a lot of different time and a lot of different places, and it hasn't really worked out here and there. And he just kind of seems like a guy. Well, now all of a sudden, you know, everyone's talking about what a great coach he is and what a great job he's done. And that's fine. I'm not trying to take anything away from him. I'm just saying you look at some of the coaches that are coaching right now. Are any of those guys like super elite coaches that you think are some of the best coaches in the world? I like Brad Brindamore a lot in Carolina. Maybe he's one. But if you looked at the list of like, and you know, if you're a fan of hockey, you could say, who are your top three coaches? You might name three guys. They're probably not in the playoffs right now. So it's just, it's just something that I, I think, like I said, I think Todd McClellan is good enough to get the Kings where they want to go. But I also have those questions like he's a developer, he's a teacher, but is he a guy to get him across that extra, you know, finish line? I don't know. I'm not sure if he is. He's never done it before. So that is a legitimate question to have of him. Um, you know, Daryl Sutter, uh, he just got fired in Calgary uh, after two years on the job. And uh, there's, you know, he, he won two Stanley cups here. And frankly, he wasn't, a, he wasn't a guy that uh, was easy to get along with from, I think from the player standpoint and certainly from the media standpoint, I know as a fan of the Kings, I never cared to hear what he had to say because he was one of those coaches that was never going to tell you anything. So, but he had the success. He won two Stanley Cups. So everybody thinks he's, you know, he's one of the greatest coaches in Kings history. And he probably is. So I just, again, I think Tom McClellan's good enough, but there are legitimate questions about him going, going forward. And he's got a big uh, job cut out for him this year. He's going to have to really lean on that teaching and development to get some of these young guys to take another step forward. If that's going to get the Kings where they need to go. Uh, real quick on the assistant coaches. 
Jim Hiller was a home run last year. They brought him in for the New York Islanders to fix the power play. He did a wonderful job. I don't believe there is an official award given out to like the best assistant coach of the year in the NHL. I know they do it in the NFL. They do it in like college football. I don't think they have it in the NHL. If they did though, Jim Hiller, I believe would be a candidate for that award. He did an outstanding job resurrecting the Kings power play. Fantastic. Trent Yanni. Eh. Um, I have a buddy who's a Ducks fan and Trent Yanni was an assistant coach in Anaheim and he doesn't think too highly of him. And we'll see. Uh, Tom McClellan says that the picks fixing the penalty kill is uh, their summer project. Well, uh, Trent Yanni, here's the exam book. Let's see how you do. Let's see how you pass the test. Can you do what Jim Miller did last year? If you can, then that would be also another huge step uh, for the Kings in their process of taking another step forward. Bill Ranford is the goalie coach. He's been there with the LA Kings since 2006. Uh, he's been under a multitude of head coaches from Mark Crawford to Terry Murray to John Stevens to Daryl Sutter, who could forget Willie Desjardins, uh, and now Todd McClellan. So uh, obviously Bill Ranford is very highly thought of uh, in the organization to have lasted through that many different regimes, um, but he also has his work cut out for him. Can he resurrect the career of Cal Peterson? Uh, that absolutely remains to be seen. So there are some legitimate questions when it comes to head coach Todd McClellan and the coaching staff. Jim Hiller, though, great job for him. We'll see if Trent Yanni can step up, fix that penalty kill. We'll see if Bill Ranford can get the job done with Cal Peterson and keep Phoenix Copley uh, doing what he was doing last year as well. Um, I think the Kings have a good staff. Um, whether they're going to be the difference makers or not remains to be seen. Um, but that was a, a little look and a breakdown at the uh, LA Kings assistant coaches and head coach from this past season. Uh, real quick, before we wrap it up, uh, do want to let you know some news that just happened in the NHL. Uh, the Anaheim Ducks did not win the NHL draft lottery. Uh, as a a-hole LA Kings fan, I say ha-ha, uh, and I'm happy that uh, Connor Bedard, this supposedly generational talent, is not going to be playing for the team that I hate most in the NHL. Now, if I take off my my a-hole Kings hat and just look at it objectively, it would have been pretty good for hockey in Southern California to have this supposed elite player be in Southern California. It would have been good to try and grow the game if I'm looking at it objectively, but uh, that did not happen. The Chicago Blackhawks won the draft lottery to the surprise of absolutely no one who's paid attention. I, I'm not a big conspiracy theory guy, but I said, there's no way in hell the NHL is going to let this guy, who's supposedly the next Sidney Crosby, go to Anaheim or Columbus or Arizona or someplace like that. He's going to go to Chicago or he's going to go to Montreal. And lo and behold, he ended up in Chicago. What a shock. Hey, for you everydayers, those of you that listen and watch every day, um, I, I, I guess we had some glitches on the show last Friday. Um, after the second ad break, I guess the video didn't match up with the audio. And so I, my lips were moving, but you were hearing something else. Um, I don't know why, uh, I, I, I'm going to blame this on somebody else because it's the truth. I record the show, I upload it. And then whatever happens after that is, is out of my hands. So I don't know if it's restream, which is the place that I upload it to. I don't know if it was a YouTube glitch or whatever, but I apologize if that was an issue for some of you watching on the YouTube channel, for you that listen to the podcast, shouldn't have affected you in any way. But like I said, not my fault. Um, looking ahead to tomorrow's show, uh, we are going to start talking about the players individually. We're going to break down and discuss the captain, Andre Kopitar, on Tuesday's show. 
Uh, we're going to talk about what he had to say in his exit interview, talk about the season he had, uh, talk about his contract status, and talk about what to expect from Andre Kopitar for next season. On Wednesday's show, we're going to have a special interview with Jared Shaffron, manager of communications and content for the Ontario Reign. We're going to get a final kind of wrap-up on the Reign season. Going to certainly ask him about some of the bigger names that played for the Ontario Reign, certainly Cal Peterson, Jordan Spence. Uh, we'll talk about uh, Alex Turcott. Uh, Going to talk about Martin Kromiak. Some of those different players this year uh, for the LA Kings, or excuse me, for the Ontario Reign, and kind of get a, a, a wrap-up on how that season went uh, for the Ontario Reign. Thursday show, we'll continue our evaluations on the players. We're going to focus on Kings leading goal scorer Adrian Kempe. And Friday is a Kings fan feedback show. I highly encourage you to get your questions in now. Let's keep that uh, those feedback shows going with uh, as many emails as we can. The email address, LockedOnEddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, LockedOnEddie at gmail.com. Again, Friday fan feedback show. I'd love for you to get those emails in as soon as possible. Um, you can always leave comments as well on the YouTube episodes in the comment section below. Uh, also, would love to, for you to stay interactive with the show while we're away on uh, social media, on Twitter and Instagram. We are at Locked on LA Kings. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thanks for listening and watching this episode of Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. And as always, go Kings go.